All right, guys, we are back for volume two with Coach Ryan. I know you want to hear all of the things about him because he's so interesting. But we finished up talking about how he uh, made the decision to stop playing baseball in college. And so we're going to pick up there with what then, after quitting baseball and deciding not to go back your sophomore year, what did your fitness journey look like after that did you have one did you care about health and exercise or anything like that for the 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 rest of your college career no I mean we like I said my whole life I've been active so we you know we my friend group was a group of people that liked going to do things so there was fitness as far as like I played intramural sports and we uh did like that kind of stuff but no, there was definitely no, like, uh, as weird as it is, like, all of my friend group, or I would say half of my friend group, routinely went to our little gym on campus and worked out and did whatever, and I think, like, uh, just a handful of times, um, you know, I went and, like, ran on the treadmill while, while they were doing stuff or whatever, but, it no, it just wasn't a part of my life um, all like, for the next, like, six, six years or so, so, I mean, it just... Uh, Health certainly, I definitely wasn't like, I was a college kid. I wasn't eating well. Um, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't lifting weights. I wasn't exercising on, I wasn't exercising on purpose. Like I was doing some things that were active. So I got some that way, but yeah, it just really wasn't a thing for me. And um, all the way up till grad school, really. Did you feel like at any point during this part of your life, did you ever, or could you have ever imagined that your career and your focus later in life was going to be centered around fitness. No, 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 not at all. I mean, it, yeah, that would have been, if someone would have told me that I just would have laughed. I mean, I wasn't, I, I wasn't like anti it. I just, it, it wasn't, like I said, it hadn't drawn me in any way. It wasn't interesting. Point. Yeah. Or... It just wasn't interesting. Like why, you know, I can have better things I could do with my life than go exercise for an hour. So, so yeah, no, that, that would have been very shocking for me to have heard at that, at that time, like, oh yeah, in five years, you're going to be, you're going to be doing fitness stuff for a living. So nope, definitely wouldn't have thought that at all. So how did that, how did that look for you doing college life? Like, uh, so you quit baseball when you, I mean, you had to stay in pretty good shape to play baseball. And Mm -hmm. so you quit, you're enjoying college life. You're not eating great. You're not exercising. So, uh, so then what? Yeah. I mean, just over the course of uh, the next, like I said, four or five years, I mean, you know, I just put on a lot of weight. I wasn't super healthy. I went, I'm a bigger guy. And naturally I think I was my freshman year. I was probably playing baseball probably at about 220 or 225. Um, as a 19 year old. Yeah. As a 19 year old, uh, somewhere in that range. And, uh, I'll say it was 220. And by the time, like I decided I needed to do some fitness related things. I don't know for certain where that was because I didn't weigh myself or anything like that until after kind of starting that process for a little while. But pretty comfortably, like I say, I probably get up to like in the 260s or something like that. So, you know, we're not talking like I put on hundreds of pounds, but I I might have put on 50 pounds or so. I mean, I, yeah. like I said, I don't know because I didn't, I didn't want to see it. So I didn't check it before I kind of, or as I made the decision to like, hey, let's get a little healthier. It was a couple of maybe months into that process before I, you know, like 
stepped on a scale or anything like that. So like during that, that time along the way of you putting on weight and, and not really focusing much on, on health or, or anything like that, was there any point in time before you made the decision to make a change that you were like, Hmm, I should probably be doing something about this or taking better care of myself. Or was it just like you were enjoying the ride and it was cool? Yeah, not, not really. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, there was nothing, there was nothing that stood out to me and because it was such a, like a gradual slow process. I don't, I recall just when I, I, rec- I remember like when I decided I was going to do something about it, that was the f- I think it was just like the first time that had dawned on me like, oh man, like you're not, you're not in the shape you used to be. You don't look like you used to look. You aren't capable of the things you used to be capable of. And those, uh, specifically that last one, like it, it was kind of a bummer to me and that's kind of what made me change. But yeah, I mean, it was just a five year ish, just slow, steady decrease of my fitness. And so it wasn't super noticeable at any one point. Like, you know, it would be like, oh, every once in a while, like every year I'd buy like a bigger size jeans or something like that. Or, you know, every couple of years, like, oh man, like these shirts are fitting tighter. Like I'd buy a bigger size shirt. So it was so gradual that I think it was trickier to notice until, um, like I said, until I did. And I remember seeing someone, I don't remember the exact story, but someone showed me not like they weren't trying to like draw attention to my weight or anything, but like someone showed me like a picture of me as a freshman and said like, you know, this was like super benign. They didn't mean anything by this. I know for a fact, but they're like, man, I didn't recognize you in this picture. Like you look a lot different. And other than my weight and like nothing else really had changed. Like I had like the same hairstyle, like whatever, same facial hair. Like for the most part, nothing had changed except for that. And so while they meant nothing by it. Like it was just like, and I did, I looked different in that picture. And so I completely understood what they were saying. Like I didn't take offense to it. Like my feelings were hurt, not because of what they said, but because it was true. Like I did look yeah. different and like, and you, you know, were making a realization. Yeah. Like, too. yeah, it just kind of, it was a, sh- a shot to my pride that I used to be like that. Now I'm like this, you know, and I'm the, you know, th- there's no one to blame. Like, it was just me. Like, I, yeah. you know, I was who made me look like that. And now I'm the reason I look like this. And, you know, I want to, I want to fix that. I feel like that is like the biggest relatable area with so many people. Like, I feel like for all of us who have ever been on any sort of weight loss or weight gain or some sort of fitness journey in some regard, almost always it's that damned picture that you see of yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, like how did I get to this point? I am not that 18, 19 year old kid who still looks great anymore. Like I am now this person and, and look like this and weigh this and wear this size clothes. And I mean, like this is what I've, I hear from so many people and we still do that. Mm -hmm. Even though like both of us are in the, in the fitness world, like I'll still send Ryan pictures and be like, Oh my gosh, look at 18 year old Morgan. Like, Mm -hmm. Holy crap. I can't believe like, that's what I used to look like. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what I want to look like right now, but so many of us have that same or very similar story of, of seeing a picture of, of what you had looked like before 
and coming to this realization of I need to make a change. Yeah, it's interesting. My man, sophomore or junior year of college is when Facebook launched. Roll is where back in the day for you young kids. I know we old. Facebook uh, used to require a college email account, and then like before your college was granted access to it. Like your college, I don't know if they had to apply or Facebook invited them or something, but just because you even had a college email address, they were you couldn't necessarily get on it. So I remember someone being like, hey, we can get on Facebook now. And I was like, what the crap is Facebook? Um, but regardless, and it used to function very differently, but there, there always was a, a spot for you to have like a profile picture or whatever. And, and so I had seen pictures of myself over time on social media and – I guess in two, like I guess I would have had to have known I looked different, but it was, it it was never that moment. Like the way they said it and the way I heard it, I guess that's the important part part of it, is when it finally like struck and made me want to do something about it. If you would have asked me like, do you do you look do you look different than you did as a freshman in college? My answer would have probably been like, not really. Like I would have said, yeah, I mean, kind. I, I probably would have been like, yeah, I put on some weight, but like I look pretty much the same, and. Uh, I feel pretty much the same, but I, neither of those were true. It's just because it was so gradual, I just never felt the sting of it getting worse. And so it was, um, it was like a, it was a very serendipitous, like a very good experience for me to have someone say it in the way they did so that I could hear it the way I did and take some action about it or else, you know, it could have been, um, how, who knows how much longer. Yeah, for sure. So, so you heard it, you felt it, you decided to make a change what did that change look like? What did the the reigniting of this health and fitness journey look like for you? It start. I mean, it was just basic stuff. Um, like I said, I had no real training in this world. I just was like, okay, what do healthy people do? Well, I'm gonna start running, and so that started with like a lot of walking slash running because I couldn't run very far. Like that's that's the day the day that they that I heard that I decided to go for a run. Because I was like, okay, I, I put on some weight. I look different, but at least I'm still the same athlete I was then. And so I went for a run. And like I said, when I was in college, most of what we did as pitchers was run. And as a side story, that's I think that's terrible. But regardless, I got very comfortable with running three miles, six miles, go run for an hour, you know, just come back in an hour kind of thing. And uh, I went for a run. And, like, I, there's no way I made it a quarter mile. And then I started walking. I was like, okay, like it just, I got a cramp. Like, you know, it's just, I got to get back into this. And I just couldn't, I could not run for more than, you know, a minute without needing to catch my breath or just, or it's just feeling terrible. So uh, that's when I was like, oh man, like I'm, it's not just that I put on weight and I look different. Like I just, I'm not as functional at things as I used to be. And so I started running because I didn't know anything about lifting weights or any other type of training. And so that just looked like, days I would just go jump, jump on a treadmill or an elliptical or something and do X amount of minutes, you know? And, uh, then it became, after I did that for a little while, you know, I would try to like, uh, like I was eating a ton of fast food and stuff like that. And so it was just, okay, instead of, uh, getting X, Y, Z fast food, it wasn't even like I went to something good. It was like, instead of getting two burgers and fries I'm gonna get one because like I don't need the second one or it was like instead of getting a large fry I'm gonna get a medium fry and in this time point the big one of the big switches I think was I went from like I'm gonna drink a coke to a diet coke and when you drink like a 40 ounce 
Coke from McDonald's or whatever, it that's a lot of calories. And so, like those kind of switches, it wasn't like I went from uh, doing nothing to all of a sudden, like I'm doing CrossFit and like I'm eating baked chicken and, <laughs> you know, broccoli. And it wasn't like that at all. It was like a very like, the thing, I think I hear a lot is people will tell me like, oh, I, I'd exercise or I'd eat healthier, but I don't know how. And that's, that's just not true. Like everyone in society knows, you know, like, uh, carrots are better for you than cookies. Like you can make very basic decisions like that, that you know are healthier. I'm not talking about getting into nuanced things, very specific, like is this, you know, vegetable better than this vegetable? Yeah, that doesn't matter. Is this much, this many grams of the, yeah, yeah. It can get pretty intense. I don't expect people to know that stuff, but people who say like, I don't know what's healthy or I don't know, um, what exercise is, that's just a, you know, a built-in internal excuse to not take any action. So do you know that going for a walk is better than sitting on your couch and watching TV? So trying to say like, I don't know what the best form of exercise in the world is for me. So I'm not going to do anything. It's just a convenient way to, to tell yourself I'm not going to do anything. And so, um, I was lucky that I didn't do that to myself. And I was like, look, I don't know, running and walking is better than not. So I'm going to do that. Or getting on the elliptical for 30 minutes is better than not, you know, eating, less chicken nuggets than more chicken nuggets is better um drinking a diet coke versus a coke so those are the changes i made and really it was a couple of years of just doing that and it was a pretty um successful like not not super rapid but definitely like noticeable month over month like i was making yeah, progress and so for sure that's what made me super interested in like oh like what if i really learned about this stuff and optimized it and what if i learned enough about it to where i could help other people get out of this hole faster than I'm getting out of the hole. Cause I, the upside of my background, my fitness background is like, I know what it feels like to like be super disappointed with what you look like, what you can do, what you, what you've let yourself get to in quotes, like how, you know, I, I went down that like dark mental hole of like, just feeling like a bad person. Cause all of a sudden I'm just this fat slob who can't do anything. And you know, one, now I'm at the point where I can help you realize that's a stupid, that's not a healthy mental space to be in at no, all. No, for sure you not. Don't do that to yourself. But I know, I know that sting, and so I wanted to make it to where less people had to feel that. Or if you felt it, we could get you out of it faster. And I became super interested in that, and so that's kind of what led me from I was in a grad program for uh, clinical psychology, and you know, I'll, like. You could tell my background shows like I'm interested in helping people. That was one way to help people. And, uh, but I kind of morphed into this, like as I was starting to take my fitness more seriously, seeing this is a way I can actually like practically hands-on help people. And so I transitioned from that to uh, a sports psychology background. I'd never heard of that. And someone brought it up one day. And so like I had like one day to get in touch with a different grad program. And like I emailed them and like I transferred over the school had to make some allowances to like make it happen because it was past the transfer window and uh or like the application window at at georgia southern and like i moved and i made the decision to go from clinical psych to sports psych in probably 72 hours and like had to get out of my apartment get a moving truck find an apartment in across the state you know get over there and then i even literally moved in moved to statesboro got an apartment all this fun stuff 
and still didn't know for another day whether or not I was going to get into school there. Like they just, <laughs> they, they couldn't, the, the registrar was like, I can't prompt, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we can make this work for you. And so, but I knew being, dealing with helping, you know, in sports, like dealing with athletes or people who exercise, helping them with the emotional battles they're going to face. Like I just knew like, okay, this is like an area I can help with. And then when I finally did get in there and it all worked out, I started taking some just basic exercise science courses because it was in a kinesiology department. And I just fell in love with that. I just fell in love with the fact that you, you, with your own hands and feet, like you can craft the, the vessel that you live in. Um, and that's just super powerful. And it really, it really married the, the, the mental side of it all, which I really love. And that's my background to the physical side of things. Like I love when you can kind of touch both the, the whatever spiritual and, and hands-on physical side of something. And I just was drawn to it. And, um, that's kind of how I ended up where I was, uh, do you feel like, do you feel like once you switched over to that sports psych area and you were, you were like, you found something interesting finally, Mm -hmm. I feel like, and you were enjoying it yourself. Like, do you feel like that that's really when like your, exercise and fitness journey kind of like took off like it was no longer just the basic let's try and be a little healthier with life this is when i met you so like there was a big change like when when we first met you were kind of running and Mm -hmm. exercising um broke grad student so it's not like you were having these extravagant healthy meals and, you know, buying all of this fancy food or anything like that. But just from when we met and started dating for that next year while you were at Southern in this program, Mm -hmm. I feel like things started changing pretty quickly for you. Definitely. Yeah. So getting into that program uh, was definitely like a catalyst for me. Like it went from, okay, so I'm interested in this to where like, it was like it poured like gasoline on the fire and I just went for it. It I like you're right, being a broke grad student and learning what I was learning, like taking nutrition classes, I was like, okay, you know, some of the stuff I'm not gonna be able to tackle because I'm just not gonna be able to get uh locally sourced grass fed <laughs> steaks. Um because yeah. I can't I, I literally can't afford it. Uh m- there's lots of there's interesting stories about Morgan and I first start dating and just her knowing how how broke I was or whatever but um there's lots of uh instant bisquick quick pour yeah in the cabinets for some good old pancakes yeah like I I was losing weight because I was in a caloric deficit for sure just because I wasn't eating that much because <laughs> I couldn't afford it but um I was like okay so if I can't really control the the nutrition side that much like I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out training like I'm gonna figure out this side of it the best I can and so I really just kind of experimented with it um my grad school professor opened like the 30th or 40th crossfit on the planet uh came up to me one day i was like hey you know i know you've been running and you're you know you're definitely starting to get in this fitness stuff you should come try crossfit and i had never heard that word in my life it didn't mean anything to me when he said it he was he told me when where to show up and at what time it was like a 6 a.m uh at this you know random cotton warehouse in statesboro so I went and like it, it rocked my world. Like I, I threw up a ton. <laughs> uh, I went like with, it was mostly like our grad students uh, doing it. 
and they had been doing it for like a couple of weeks before he talked me into it. Maybe, maybe even like, like a month or two. Um, and like I got in there and I was in there with some of my friends from the grad program. And, uh, I was like, okay, so we're doing these things and I'm just like, okay, you got to hang with the, the people in your program. And first of all, everyone in my program was like pretty fit because they all come from sports backgrounds or whatever. There was like a bunch of guys. I mean, I will just pause him right there. Like he had been running and he mm-hmm. had started running with some of these guys who I had met while um, we were dating and he was in, living in Statesboro. But like, there's some guys that were like ultra runners, oh, yeah. like would run and had run by that point, like multiple half marathons, marathons. They did long distance running in high school and in undergrad like they were like, oh, we're just gonna go for like your good old fifteen miler today. Yeah. Like no big deal. Let's just go on this ridiculously long run. I mean, they were like, I mean, major serious mm-hmm. runners and like trained for it and and had been these these runners their whole lives pretty much and and so like not that saying that they could go into CrossFit and do a great job. But, like, their lung capacity was definitely built up. Their stamina was built up. They had great endurance and all of these things. And I remember when Ryan would tell me he was going to go running with these dudes. I'm like, you are insane. Yeah, they are. They are crazy. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, there were, like, Division I uh, cross-country folks at our school. I mean, but, like, just people played college basketball. There was a handful of college football players. I mean, just everyone had a training background. Um even like we had college cheerleaders, but like they tumbled all the time and like they took their training seriously. And so I was probably one of, I mean, I was definitely one of the least fit folks going into this. And uh, yeah, like I just like, oh yeah, I'm going to keep up with them. And then like a couple minutes into class, I was like, okay, not going to keep up with them. I'm going to keep up with the girls that are in our class. And then I was like, no, not going to keep up with the girls in our class. They're <laughs> destroying me. And I remember my first CrossFit workout, if you're a CrossFitter, my first day, we did Fran which is uh, pull-ups and thrusters. And it's intended to be a pretty short workout. The guy who was the coach at our gym uh, had, like, at the time, like, one of the fastest Fran times in the world. And so the way, the way that Fran was demoed for me was awesome. Uh, he, did, like, he was like, okay, guys, I'm going to do this workout and show you what it is. You watch this. And he did it in, like, now there's people who are super fast. But it was, like, two minutes or, like, two it was under definitely under three minutes. It was pretty close to two minutes. And uh, and he makes it look – I mean, this dude's fit, right? Like, he makes it look easy. Like, he's hurting after it, you could tell. But, you know, during it, he's just moving the whole time. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this, this is only 90 total reps of something and whatever. So – and I knew I wasn't going to be doing real pull-ups because I couldn't do a pull-up. So I was doing jumping pull-ups. And then I uh, had an empty barbell. And I was like, okay. So, I mean – they've dumbed this down enough for me. It took him two, two minutes. Like it'll take me two minutes. Like no problem. And it took me like 13 minutes and I threw up everywhere after it. I remember on the way driving back home, like I called my dad and I was like, I just did this thing called CrossFit. I think you should call me in a couple hours to make sure like I'm alive. Like I'm hurting. Um, who's been there folks. Who else has been there for Fran? I mean, come on now. But yeah, I mean like, and, it, the first couple days of it were just like that for me. Like I just, um, they were hard and, and everyone around me was so fit that, you know, it was inspiring to like make me want to push and all that fun stuff. But yeah, so I got into CrossFit. I, I got into running. Running became like a really like, uh, 
a time for me just to kind of go and think. I think it was very therapeutic for you, yeah, for sure. Certainly. Like, I would just go, uh, I would just, you know, put on my headphones and, like, listen to an audiobook or a podcast or just, like, uh, like an hour-long EDM song that and just go. And I, I had no plans. Like, I never, you know, it was never like, I'm going to go run five miles today or I need to run it in this time. Or I just went and ran until I was tired and then I turned around and came back home. And those runs started getting longer and longer and longer. And eventually it just became to where, like, I would casually at like midnight just say, okay, I'm going to go for a run. And I'd come back two hours later because I ran 13 miles or something and um, didn't think anything of it because it was so, once again, so gradual. I had no expectations and I was just doing it to kind of figure out stuff about myself. And so, yeah, the grad school process for me was like super transformative about how I viewed exercise and how I viewed myself through that. And it, somewhat makes up for the fact that it cost me $60,000 and I'm still paying off student <laughs> loans for like something I, oh, for the most part, loans. have never used in my life. Right, right. After. True. So like that, that brings me to what I was going to ask you next. Since you did not really go into the sports psych mm -hmm. career per se, I mean, it was a great experience for you. You definitely still are in a world where you're helping people, um, with their, their fitness and mental side as well. But like, what, what was your first job or career choice that was like specific to fitness and helping people? So the plan was for me to, to, after grad school to go get my PhD, I had an offer to go to, to Penn state and study under, uh, a lady who had a very niche like study that I also was interested in. And it was like, I probably was one of the few people on planet earth that was interested in her very specific way of looking at something. And so she found it. That's, that's like the number one grad school in the program for, uh, in the world for kinesiology. And I was not good enough student for that, but she had her own lab and she was like, Oh, like she found that I presented at this conference, this national conference. And like, her work was in it and so i remember her just being like we i'll definitely get you in the lab like you have a job uh we'll get you into school here because essentially like nobody wants to do what she did and she needed help um and she had money because she had grant money so that was the plan but then uh just life changed like i met morgan uh i didn't think it would be super fun and fair for our first four to six years probably uh, of our marriage to be uh, up in Pennsylvania where I was going to be locked in a lab. Like I was going to be working, you know, 12 hour days minimum, just probably like seven days a week pumping out research for her. And while that would have been exciting for me, if it was just me with her there, I didn't really think that was going to be a super awesome way to, to start our marriage. So I took a job at a church, uh, being a youth pastor, which was cool. And I loved that. Um, and then when that kind of ended its run, I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I had someone mention to me like, hey, uh, the Washington Nationals are looking for a strength coach. And I applied like did, legitimately didn't think they'd honestly like I didn't think they'd read my application, much less, you know, get back in touch with me or whatever. But so, yeah, for I, for whatever reason, because I know that they got I saw them like there was there was hundreds upon hundreds of uh, applications. Uh, they had two spots open. They somehow picked me out of that to interview. And then, uh, I guess the interview went well. So they interviewed me again and offered me a job doing that. So my first 
fitnessy job was uh, being a, a strength coach in professional baseball, which is a pretty dramatic place to start, probably. Oh, definitely. Um, but just a few months before that, mm-hmm. so that was in March, in January, you decided that you wanted to start our boot camp business. Correct. Yeah. So I guess so, I glossed over some of that. Like yeah. I had been, uh, even when I was at the church. So when we first got married, uh, this is a point the only, like essentially the only port, point in Morgan's life where she wasn't really working out. I would go during my lunch break to LA fitness and I was, I was still following like crossfit.com most of the time. Uh, just kind of like doing the best I could at LA fitness to do it. And then some days I just did whatever instead. But, um, and I was like, I talked to Morgan. I was like, Hey, this would be really cool. Like we could do, there's none of this around here. Like we can do this. And, uh, my plan to keep it kind of low overhead at first was to be mobile, like buy some dumbbells or whatever, and then find some places to go and we could train people there. And it was a cool idea. And, um, the point, like the tough part for us was like figuring out like who, where that would be and who would let us do it and who could we possibly get to come to it. And, we've kind of the back door we offered it at a church um and then the church put it in like their program to start in january and they probably put it in there in in november or december and then a teacher from a school that went to that church saw it and contacted me and was like hey we do a boot camp thing at school but our boot camp instructor decided not to do it anymore would you be interested and so in january i started at a school well yeah, maybe in January for mm-hmm. both of them. We started a boot camp at a church and at a school, and that was the, the beginning of our company, and that was kind of the plan. Like, you know, I was going to need to do some other work too, but that was kind of what was going to happen. And, uh, and yeah, we did that for a semester until, well, I guess not even a semester, like for three months, and, and that's when I got the job off for the I Nationals. And then I took over. And, yeah, Morgan took over, and we had a buddy that we hired to run some of the boot camp stuff at the schools, but... Yeah, like, it, it, we really loved it. Like, we loved working with the people, and it was getting to do the thing that got me interested in it, like taking people who were at various fitness stages in their life and helping them kind of regain that control of their life. And uh, and then when the Nationals job became a possibility, we felt like it wasn't something we could pass up on because of what potentially it could do to, like, my resume and career going forward. And while we never, after that, we never used it in that way. Like I didn't go on to go be a strength coach somewhere else or anything like that. It was a, it was a, you know, a good experience for me. And, um, it was, it was just weird for that to kind of be my first paycheck from, you know, it was different than people like paying us 10 bucks to come do something right. like doing that was yeah. a, was a unique experience. For sure. So then, you know, you come back from nationals. That's that's not something that you continue to pursue. It was mm-hmm. one season. Um, we lived apart for six months, so obviously that was difficult. Yep. Um, but you come back. We still have this boot camp business, and that's in twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah. So CrossFit Ransom becomes a thing when. So I mean. Uh, you you can actually like get on the on the Google right now and type in like CrossFit Conyers and maybe my name or something will help you get there fast. And there was a, a message board on CrossFit.com. And in 2012, like when I came back, I, was, I posted something on there being like, hey, uh, there's no CrossFit in my area. 
like I'm thinking about opening one up, like what, you know, any suggestions for people out there? And I didn't really get any useful advice or anything, but, you know, starting right when I got back, I thought, okay, this, you know, this might be the time for us to open up our own facility. And, uh, but it, it did not come into fruition until, uh, what, May, 2014. So that was a process of just make, like, there was a lot of stuff to try to figure out. Like, is this something we really want to try to do? Um, taking on like a lot of risk, opening up a business. Well, I guess changing our business from completely mobile, very low overhead to, to brick and mortar to, yeah, like having rent, having to buy a lot of equipment to fill up the space, having to build out a space, having to sign a lease, you know, guaranteeing that if we can't pay the lease that, you know, I personally owe the money or, you know, all this stuff. And a lot of scary stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and we had to think about whether that was worth it to us, whether we thought it was feasible um, the area we live in is not a super high uh, SES area. It's not an affluent area of the world. And so like the the median household income where we are is $33,000. And we were going to be opening up a gym that's priced in the hundreds, of, you know, let's say 130 bucks a month where we started or 120 bucks a month when we started. Uh, that's a premium good in an area where that doesn't seem like there's gonna be a lot of those people. And so it was definitely a risk that we took. And, um, and yeah, for the most, you know, it's been great. Like it's gone really well for us. The business side of things, I'm sure someone who is a business person would say it was a bad idea. It probably still is a bad idea. You're never going to make a lot of money doing this. And that's okay for us. We didn't open it up thinking, well, one day we'll make, um, six figures running a, a gym. That was never, that was never really the impetus for doing it. But, it's been an awesome process. Like we've been open five years. We've seen a lot of growth. We've went from literally zero members to a hundred members. I think we have, I think we have 99 members actually, but you know, we've gone from zero to a hundred and that's a lot of people we've gotten to work with and impact and help make their life better. And it's just, I really feel like the last year or two, we've really finally got our footing and things have started to grow even more. And so, um, yeah, it's wild how it all happened. And it was definitely not like the design or intent from the beginning, but it's been an awesome, an awesome thing in our lives. So I know that we've kind of touched on it before in a previous podcast about like your fitness journey as a gym owner. It's been very different and expectations and goals have changed throughout the entire course of these five years. So we won't like dabble too much. This can be like our, our wrap up question here, but we won't go too much into it, but you, we are now at a point, like you just said, where we, we, we pretty much have our footing and I mean, we still can hope to continue to grow and, and do all those things. And you want to continue helping people and whether it's, you know, group fitness classes or personal training or Mm -hmm. working with, with sports athletes and, and kids or, you know, whatever, um, but going forward from here, because your your training and your fitness has has started to take more a higher priority in your mm-hmm. life, which is great. Um, do you have a plan or like a goal for your fitness journey from here forward? What what does that look like? Yeah, it's it's been interesting. And a quick summary: I was in pretty good shape when we opened the gym, and then uh, kind of it's kind of slowly ramps down the first probably 4.5 years that we opened just <laughs> because it went from being like we had a couple classes to we had more classes to where I was working, you know, 12, 14 hour days or whatever. And it just, it wasn't the priority. I understood that we, 
knew we were sacrificing my fitness a little bit to, to help other people and to grow the business. And so, um, there's some stuff I could have done, which was what we've talked about in other podcasts, but, um, it definitely dropped off. And in the last really just couple months, I've started to be able to train again at a level, which I'm happy with. And yeah, like really my goals are just to be, um, one to feel really good about myself as far as just like how I feel in my skin, the capacity I have to do things, uh, that I'm setting the example that I'm, I'm setting an example I'm proud of for our kid. Um, the numbers, numbers and all that fun stuff doesn't, it doesn't really, uh, excite me as much anymore. Like, sure. Would I like to squat more weight than I do now? Yeah. Um, but like, I don't have like this magic number in a notebook anymore. Like at one point I definitely did. Like I had a goal. I want to squat this by this time, or I want to do this by this time. Um, and it's more now just the, uh, like the lifestyle stuff it gives me, like I feel really good about myself when I'm training. Um, I'm a pretty positive person. So it's not like it, it's, I go from like feeling like a, a bad human being to a good human being. I just feel like I have more energy. I, I generally like, uh, feel like life feels good when I get to train. And so I, I don't want to have that dip again because I do remember what it was like when it wasn't quite that way. Um, I want to set a positive example for our, our son because, um, not that my parents didn't do fitness or didn't, or that they set a bad example. I just want it to be a conscious, obvious thing saying like, Hey, I value this about my life. You should think about valuing that too. Um, and not forcing him to do anything he doesn't want to do, but just showing, Hey, this is a real option. And there are some really cool benefits from doing this. And then going forward, there's a lot of things I would like to try. Um, we bought mountain bikes last year. I haven't ridden them as much as I'd like to, but that's a lot of fun. Um, I, all of my, I think all of my big goals are probably outside of the gym. Like, uh, I really, I've been kicking this around for a while and I think eventually I'll pull the trigger on it, but like, I'm interested in starting, uh, jujitsu just cause like, I want to be, I'm at the point where like, I want to be a beginner at something again and, and have to learn how to learn something again, because I think it makes me a better coach because the pr- people walking in our door, that don't have any experience there. I mean, I, it's difficult when you're, you know, if you're Morgan in your whole life, you've been a good athlete. It's tough to communicate with a, someone who isn't a good athlete because you don't know what that's like. You can be empathetic and do your best to try to help them. But you know, it's, it's a tough conversation. I might not have been a great athlete or in shape my whole life, but I've been training for a while now. It's, it's tough to remember what it was like to, you know, not know that like I'm going to be sore from these squats or whatever it is, you know? So, I would like to do something like that to kind of uh, just have like a, a new area to explore and see what happens with. Um, there's some there's some other like fitnessy related things like I'm interested in, and we'll just have to see how that goes because my lifestyle and you know my family and so many other things in my life are are the priority for me now versus just being stronger or faster or in better shape. I definitely want to be in good enough shape to do whatever I want to do. And so that's kind of, that's like, I guess the baseline priority. I want to be strong enough to do all the things I want to do in life. I want to be, uh, fit enough to be able to go do those things. And, um, then from there, it's just kind of based on the, you know, the time and freedom I have with the business or our family, I'll pick and choose things that'll be interesting probably for a couple seasons of my life and then, and then move on from there. So, um, really, I think all of my stuff will be all of my new kind of like fitness ventures will be outside of the gym. Um, 
with a consistency of, hey, I'm in the gym like three to four times a week now, that affords me the luxury of being able to do those things two days a week and not get punished by them. Whereas like if I was back to only being at the gym one day a week, you know, it just kicks your butt to go do, to go ride a mountain bike or whatever. So yeah, it's a really interesting question and it's not something I have, um, given like a ton of thought to just cause honestly, like I'm really happy with the way it's going right now. And so I don't have like a big desire to, to change, to change what's going on right now. Well, that's awesome. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, well, thanks guys for listening and we will catch you on the next podcast.